0: Uh, with my guest Will Putney, as you all know, fit for an autopsy, end and graphic nature audio. He's produced records for all your favorite bands. <laughs> Everybody that comes here, I'm sure, Die Hard is Murder, Counterparts, Body Count. The list goes on, straight from the path, fit for an autopsy, and <laughs> man, I'm, what's I'm up, missing a thousand more.
1: <laughs> a couple bands, thanks yeah. for having.
0: Me. A couple, two, three bands, you know.
1: I like that shirt. It's a good. It's yeah. Good.
0: See, I thought it was good. Good episode to bust this out on. How's, how's he doing? Or what, what's I your dog's know. name?
1: That's EQ. She's our, oh, okay. Sub- she, sorry. Studio <laughs> dog. It's, it's, it's pretty much Randy's dog. That's Randy's baby. But oh, she, yeah, if you've ever been to our Belleville studio, she's, uh, she's there every day. And she's a she's, band favorite. She, she's the studio dog. She Dang needed him. an emergency surgery. And, uh, you, you <sighs> that's scary. That. Benefit shirt, I see you rocking. I know. There, but,
0: uh, yeah, I had to get it.
1: Fans came through, and uh,
0: that's so awesome,
1: dude. We uh, we were able to like, get the surgery, and she's doing good now.
0: What was it? What did she have to get surgery on? I forget.
1: She had like an intestinal blockage, Ooh. and uh, yeah, needed some kind of. They basically cut a piece off and stick it back together. It was pretty brutal, but wow, uh, it was like in a day she recovered. She was like really. Totally fine within forty-eight hours. It was crazy.
0: That's that's fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. So, um, do you want me to turn my volume up? Someone's saying my volume's low.
0: Yeah, you can turn it up a tad. Yeah, I can do it on my end as well. I'll let you do a little bit on yours. See what it's like.
1: How's that? That better? Hey, that should be good. Okay. There we go.
0: Benny, let me know if that's cool. Yes. Just- oh, so what have you been up to this year? How many records have you been? <laughs> have you done this since? The pandemic
1: uh we've done a lot pretty much uh it's been kind of business as usual we um earlier in the year we moved into a new spot and uh when the pandemic and the lockdown hit really hard we um actually started building out our new studio and then uh about a month or two and then since then we've kind of been making records steady i've been mixing a ton a lot of quarantine style stuff came together and i figured we've been been pretty busy can't really complain i know a lot of people have it way worse but yeah um, yeah it's just a a wild year (laughs) it is a
0: wild year it's it's uh weird (laughs) it's the weirdest year of my life of all, all of our lives
1: yeah i uh yeah i, I feel that for all my band friends and all my agent friends like <laughs> yeah at least at least bands could live stream sell merch what are they yeah. oh they're doing podcasts I, yeah
0: I, I started this thing <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah like i i had joe on and he's just like can't wait to fucking t-. it was the day that you guys announced the uh trivium heaven shall burn tesseract tour
1: yeah in europe yeah it was we, that same uh, day That's it's crazy because I mean, that tour has been in the works for a while and it was supposed to be said that, yeah. This year, I mean, we literally canceled, I think we had six tours on the books that were were, all excited about, good to go, just put a record out, had a year lined up. And oh, yeah, yeah. we had to cancel pretty much a world tour, you know. know. Uh, And uh, luckily, this one stuck though, and just they were. Um, very cool about waiting till it was smart to announce and not not like the trigger early yeah. right yeah so it was it was awesome that their trivium's camp and heaven Shelburne's camp uh did it smart and now it's it looks like hopefully we'll be safe by november of next year and we'll have yeah, uh, a pretty awesome tour but we're obviously way excited for that one that's gonna oh, be yeah. awesome tester an awesome band too it's just like
0: it's yes. so stacked dude i was like surprised when i saw tesseract on i was like god this thing is just like top to bottom it's just
1: yeah. extreme. for a minute there we're like who else is gonna do this store because we heard a few whisper uh, bands, and we're like i don't know i don't know which way it's gonna go and then we saw yeah. One, like, oh yeah let's yeah <laughs> yeah
0: that's fine that's a good lineup yeah that'll let's- do that'll do a few thousand more god yeah. dude.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that one. But, yeah. you know, we've got plenty of stuff ready to go for next year. So I hope uh, Yeah. everything resumes norm, some kind of normal. This, you know, and smooths out through 2021 so we can oh, get, yeah. back.
0: get back to uh, start getting back to normal. Yeah, that's the plan. That's what we all want. Yeah, that's a good question from LJ. You know, a lot of metal fans look up to producers such as you and like Dave Voltero, who's fucking great. Is there, like, any specific, I guess, producer you look up to? Or you, you um, maybe from when you were younger?
1: Sure. A young Will I think, Putney? Uh, <laughs> my favorite uh, producers aren't really metal producers, I guess. I'm a, yeah. I'm a huge Eric Valentine fan. I always love his... Uh, out of the box like unconventional approaches to stuff that yep. quit to the stone age record he did is just like oh, a full man. work of art um you know when i was starting i was always uh, like you know andy sneep i worked under machine he was obviously a huge, like, influence on me um i've always been a fan of kurt Baloo's stuff and oh, yeah, um, kurt. yeah those are like i don't know i kind of like lately i've been surprised by a lot of younger kids too which is cool like i don't I don't have any idols, I guess, but uh, I'll hear a record every once in a while and be like, this is awesome, and then find out that it's, like, a 25-year-old and be like, whoa, (laughs) you know. What? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's just a lot of talented producers out there. There are, man. I'm constantly blown away by people that I don't even know. Yeah,
0: yeah. you're like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah. It is crazy, man. Like Even, like, seeing my friend Chris, he's the – He's the drummer of uh, Body Snatcher. He was in King Conquer. Yeah, uh, yeah. White It. Yeah. So just seeing like how far he's he's even come and you know, that's been, you know, uh, a lot of obstacles for him, you know. Yeah, and, but it. he's doing it, you know, and he records yeah. his own band and shit and their stuff like continues to sound better. You know, he's all about, you know, always trying to do like real drums, you know. And just yeah, they-
1: uh put a song out today right yeah
0: and the e1 yeah. just signed to e1 it's a banger too man so it's cool to see like you know see him because i i saw it because i you know i worked from king worked with king conquer since like 2009 i mean they're not the, not a band anymore but me and chris have been friends since then so just to see how long how far he's come you know from when he first started doing it to now it's crazy man but it's i mean even with you i mean when did you start like what was like the first record you you recorded
1: first record uh that's I, always a good question <laughs> yeah yeah i so i started with machine as like an intern and assistant oh. and, and within okay. a few weeks i was trying recording local bands and stuff okay. it was a band called suffer the living which Man, is like that's... the guys from shattered realms like metal band yeah and-
0: i remember yeah. that
1: it was just friends that I we I knew from going to shows in New Jersey and stuff and they had a new band and we're excited oh, that dope. it was Lama God studio. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was literally <laughs> three weeks into working at a studio and I'm just recording. Bands. How old were you?
0: When did you uh, It would have been time? like
1: two thousand seven, I oh, think. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, about thirteen years ago now. Um and uh yeah, I just did whatever I could locally. Just all all, all my friends. Just everyone. Yeah, we were just played in I had played in bands around here and met a bunch of people in bands and stuff. The first like, I guess label band I did on my own was the Banner.
2: That oh, you like, did the Banner.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did oh, that. Oh fuck. Frailty, those are the, uh, oh, a Ferret dude. record. Yeah. At the time, Ferret was like my was dream label, and Insane. that was like a real cool experience. Yeah. You know when i was younger and stuff but um that's dope yeah and it just kind of like snowballed up. just from there yeah
0: so i think i started learning i started learning i learned who you were when fit for an autopsy came out i was like oh fit for an autopsy and i was always been a fan of nate of like you know because i love *Deadwater drowning and shit and then that's when i learned about you and everyone's yeah. like, oh yeah it's will like you know He's he's working with Machine and stuff, and I'm like, oh fuck, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, the, <laughs> I had no the idea. band and the studio. I feel like they kind of started around the same time. Like really? when I was, I was doing like local stuff for a year or two, and then I was working with Machine. But I feel like when the the band started around 2009, I think. Yeah, and that and sounds two, right. Around then is when I was first starting to like more stably produce records and work with tiny labels and that's kind of like the start of the band too so they they both kind of grew together and then i started i started to people started to become aware of me for the band and then for records and they kind of they kind of like grew in parallel to each other which was cool yeah just learning both things as i went in a way
0: did you tour with fit a lot or was it not that much
1: no it wasn't too much it wasn't right It was just the beginning of the band, a couple of tours. um, Yeah, and uh, we hit a crossroads like pretty fast. Like by the by, the second fit record, Mm -hmm. I had sort of already started a pretty serious career being a a record producer full time, and the band all of a sudden was getting opportunities to tour full time. So there was this fork in the road where it was like, okay, I have to. uh, I'm going to have to make a decision soon. uh, If I can't do both anymore. You yeah, know? there's there's just no way. <laughs> yeah, b- both of the, like, let's see how this go job's turned into, like, okay, these are now full-time. <laughs> yeah. For both, for both times. Exactly. I cannot yeah. leave. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I like, um, you know, I, I did have fun touring, but I didn't see myself... uh being as fulfilled uh, full-time touring my entire life and i really did love producing records i still do but it was like i kind of get to be in everybody's band and yeah, I have kind th- of right dream job i don't have to tr- i don't i can be home which i like and stuff and yeah have dogs and have a wife and it, it all kind of <laughs> yeah it was it, at the time it was a hard choice i'm glad i went the way i did because oh I feel yeah. like I'm definitely in a good spot. No, my- you,
0: Even the band is too, though. I mean, the guys you got in the band, you know, everyone, it, it works perfectly. I feel like the guy, yeah. like how you guys run the band.
1: Yeah. I mean, you Tim, know? who had we added as a sixth member of the band, so they tour as a five piece. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's significantly better at guitar than me. So, <laughs> Tim's uh, the man.
0: Me and him go way back.
1: It it definitely yeah. it doesn't hurt Fitz live show that he's there and I'm not because yeah. he shreds and he uh, shreds, I, dude. I barely know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Benny asks, Did you realize that when you were writing and recording Splinters from an ever changing face that you would end up writing the most pissed off album of twenty twenty?
1: <laughs> oh, um well we like it so I, yeah I don't, it's a know good it's, one. I don't know if it's the most pissed off but we definitely we definitely went ride. on it um, oh yeah definitely yeah and it's fun because it's exactly the kind of music i want to make with my friends and
0: that's different. what i figured i feel i figured that band was like formed because that's all like all you guys like that's the type of music you all yeah, want right? to yeah everybody. right
1: we just wanted to scratch that itch and it's the style of hardcore and blood grind whatever you call it that, I, that call I like it, yeah. it, you know i i kind of lean towards that stuff and I, I feel like fit went a different way and sort of leaned into the more metal stuff and yeah we, some of the stuff i was trying to write with the band just didn't make sense anymore and i wanted an outlet for it yeah so it I makes sense like to do that one kind of that one kind of came together very organically with some friends and. Yeah, I'm just glad people like it because it was, it was one of those things where we're like oh, let's just do it, and I, no one cared if anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone know? was just like, yeah,
0: we like this. We don't, yeah. do you know, we wanted to just do this.
1: Yeah, we we were having fun with it, and yeah. then, uh, now it's kind of like a thing where I think we were planning on touring with it now and stuff. So I, I, I feel like when touring comes back, we'll um,
0: do that misery we'll- signals tour, please. <laughs>
1: yeah i i wonder if that'll come back we were supposed to be on tour of them in april april April. or may now i know yeah i was like dude
0: i hope so i would love to see well end again but also misery signals because it's been so long
1: yeah they just did uh like a live stream right yeah Yeah, i
0: I totally missed that (laughs) but i Um, hope i'm sure they'll be posted
1: somewhere it's on my list. I wanna I wanna catch that one too. Those guys are great. Oh, he's one of my he's a great one band. Of, one of the all time great bands in that world for sure. Oh yeah. I just love how
0: Brandon Brandon from Counterparts is like, oh yeah, we we rip them off completely. <laughs> yeah. Referring to Counterparts.
1: I mean it's shameless, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he's just so funny about it. He's just like, we're just misery soon. We're just a rip off misery soon.
1: Yeah, what's funny <laughs> is like now you hear new misery signals, and I'm like, does that sound like counterparts? I'm like, I Wait, know counterparts sounds like misery <laughs> <laughs> But then I hear like
0: some Shalud riffs in the new misery signals. I'm like, that's kind of Shahilude.
1: Yeah, Which I mean, they, they all, are, all like yeah,
0: they're all in the same circle. Chaloud, same and misery course, signals yeah. and shit. Dude.
1: It all draws comparisons. I think oh, lyrically, Brendan does other stuff that helps separate counterparts too. And I think oh. part of their success is his ability to do cool shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. I mean, I don't. I like it when bands show their influences. I don't care. Me too. I,
0: I hate when people are like, "Oh, they ripped them off." That whole record, I'm like, no, they're just influenced by them. They didn't fucking take their riffs.
1: Yeah, they're not the same riffs. It's just a style thing. It's I just mean, a style. Music influences other people, you know. So that's I all think, it is. I think they have their own twist on it too. But oh yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, Benny. Oh, okay, for end, considering the audiences for the different bands that everyone's in, does that go into the writing for end?
1: Uh, probably um, not. I don't nah. think. So. Um. Yeah. I think a lot of our core audiences from everyone's full-time bands don't probably don't even really like end. Um, yeah. Right. Or stuff that we like, and I think it was the opposite. I think it was writing. Uh, I think we use End as an outlet to make the kind of music that we weren't making with our other projects. Yeah, I mean, if if their crossover fans are there, that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there of, are. I'm a fan of what End does and the other bands too, and I'm I'm sure that it's it's cool to introduce kids who like counterparts or fit to that that side of the spectrum of heavy music. You know, oh, so yeah. um, if it's like a if it's like a doorway, if it's a gateway <laughs> band to somebody finding you know trap them or napalm death or something that's pretty cool you know from from one world to another but i uh exactly yeah we don't we don't consciously try to uh, appeal to the fans of our main bands if anything it would probably be the opposite oh yeah for
0: sure so how was it working with machine how how long did you work with machine for how long were you there Uh, for until you went and you branched off to do your own
1: it was like maybe like Say maybe like six years, five years. Oh, okay, yeah. It's sort of like it wasn't like a sudden thing. I would just, I was his engineer. I would help him edit. I would record stuff for on on his records, engineer guitars or track stuff, and then I would produce my own records. And over time, one just overtook the other, where I was just consistently. Doing more of my own work as a producer and working less for him, and then we him. were sharing a studio for a couple of years where we were just both doing our own projects, and uh mm-hmm. I, I wasn't working I on his that. records, he wasn't working on mine. We were just Separate. Space, hanging out and stuff, but like not really were really digging in on each other's projects. And then yeah, yeah, he moved out of Jersey and and built a studio in Texas.
0: Oh, he's in Tex. Oh yeah, he is in Texas.
1: Yeah, he's got a his main studio in like Texas, and then he mixes in New Jersey, and his family. Uh, so oh, been- very yeah. interesting. Yeah, but um, that was like years ago. Now, like when, and since then, the we've been just doing our own thing at the studio, you know, with with our own projects and stuff.
0: Yeah, and then you went off and started to build your own studio.
1: Yeah, so now it's like turning over again. Randy Lebuff, who's What's my engineer for years there, and now is becoming his own successful producer. Is uh him and, and Matt, who who is another guy who worked at the studio. They're sort of using the Belleville studio more and producing their own records and stuff. And I've been kind of building my own spot out okay. out west a little bit. Um <clears throat> so Been uh, yeah, it's like the torch. We're passing the studio down another another generation, which is cool. I like that. That's the Hanging in there because it's it's a fun place and yeah uh, they have you know it's a really good to multitask and workflow and for multiple people to work it's just this really perfect place for the, that kind of scenario for up and coming producers so yeah I'm for here, sure you're uh, taking full advantage of it now while I'm out in the woods in my new spot
0: yeah no it's cool that how long has Randy been been with you now
1: um maybe six years five or six years oh wow it's been that long really yeah no maybe, shit maybe even longer maybe yeah he started no it would be it would be almost 10 years now actually he started as a new no board. way when we moved uh to our new oh, studio I know that. I don't... been in belleville for about 10 years so yeah he's worked his way up from wow literally an an intern to his own successful record producer now so yeah i mean i've never
0: i don't think i've met randy and i think we we may have once i can't remember i feel like we did somewhere but um no like you know how i work with i am they fucking love him. i mean like everyone that i know that has worked with randy or met randy loves the guy
1: yeah he's definitely carving a niche in that world dude and you know quiet left behind Kubikon, Casey Strange's new stuff is great so yeah. it's like yeah he's um, he's in a real good spot with, with a lot of that stuff he's definitely becoming his own in demand guy there yeah it's
0: fucking rad he did did I am yeah I am did the new their new record with him right they, uh,
1: I don't know how much detail I can get into <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some form yeah of I reality. gotta call Scott Scott
0: actually FaceTime right me
1: in the future for sure yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I gotta get I gotta nag those guys to send me some new songs.
1: Yeah, they're great. We're
0: fucking awesome. Yeah, they're a good fucking band. Are there any like um that's a good question from Steph? What's been your favorite music to just listen to in the last six months?
1: Ooh, that is a good question. Has there been
0: uh, records you've been going back to?
1: I don't listen to i barely listen to music anymore, which seems insane, but all I do is think all day. So Yeah, I I know.
0: You have an excuse.
1: I don't recreationally like put on albums anymore like I used to because it's like from 10 a.m. till I'm shot, I (laughs) listen to music. Yeah,
0: you're constantly.
1: uh, I I definitely have heard stuff that's been really cool. Uh, Yashira dropped a new record today. Dude, man,
0: so awesome! awesome. Everyone, go listen to Yashira.
1: Yeah, that. I'll uh, spell it in
0: the chat for everybody.
1: Or it's for any neurosisy meets I don't even know it. it's just so crushing and heavy. It's fucking like,
0: heavy yeah, it is so good, dude. I'm so right. happy they um continued. I know that was very hard losing their drummer and their best friend.
1: Yeah, that's a, a sad story and very. I I honestly didn't think, if I was in that position, I don't even know if I would want to continue to do a band, but I'm so glad they did, because it's, I mean, they are just killed it with this new record. It's awesome. They, they really are.
0: Very, very talented guys.
1: Yeah. Um, There's a new Cult of Luna song that I heard oh, yesterday that was really good. I heard about that.
0: I have yeah. to listen to that.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, what else? What else was cool? What are some highlights? The um, late- Oh Brother record is really good. I'm a big fan of that band. Not yeah. so much but more of a dark indie rock kind of thing but
0: I mean, yeah i've heard that the new O brother is really good
1: mm-hmm. tanner killed it we're like me and uh greg from End are like fanboys of of tanner and O brother oh really but we we uh but yeah he's like our both of one of our favorite vocalists so we've um we nerd out pretty hard over that band but their new that's right great. i gotta check yeah. it out yeah um i don't know what the hell else yeah i always I mean, like, yo, I mean, do is like it's like some demo or unreleased thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it's everyone someone's showing you like yo check out their new song that's it's not released yet or here's yeah. this pre-pro
1: yeah um i have i did a lot of i've been working with Zeal and Arter a bit this year mixing some of their stuff oh dude yeah that band wow
0: how's that that's interesting it's is that cool. different it, for you
1: yeah yeah I, it's it's definitely um pretty out of the box for me and um, i really like the vibe on the new stuff they're doing they have a they put an ep out and i think there's probably more to come from them but um, yeah their new stuff's really cool I, that one's been really fun
0: that's right yeah i gotta check that out that band's very fucking interesting i like them shaky hands dan hi dan <laughs> what program did will start mixing on i want to get started myself
1: Oh, um I started on pro tools uh, yeah because that's pretty much the standard but I do most of my work in uh logic using uh, logic yeah yeah that was like uh kind of where I learned some tips some tricks early on and we've just honed that over the years and uh Instinct. that's probably our main workflow thing now I don't think um uh, I don't think it really matters it's it's they all kind of do the same thing I mean every each recording software, has its pros and cons, you know, but, um, yeah, for, for me, sure. I like, I like Logic more so as like a songwriting tool. And, um, it's been, it's really fun to, it's really fun to create in that one for some of the other ones. So that's just the one I've like kind of leaned into over the years. That's dope.
0: Yeah. He said he was looking in the Cubase or Logic. There you go. Yeah. You go. I don't
1: okay. have a lot of Cubase, uh, experience, but I did do, I did work with a producer earlier in the year who, was all Cubase and he was shredding on it too. So I think um, I could see Cubase being a valid option too. That's nice, nice. Yeah.
0: So when it comes to fit, are you the only one that writes the music for the band or has it, was it that way in the beginning? Did it go like, and did it transform into like other guys giving their input? Um, when it comes it, to the writing?
1: Yeah, I think, um, Initially with some of the original members of the band, we were writing more as like a unit. Oh, okay. Um, when the band started, it was like a different drummer who I had grown up playing music with and being in bands with. And um oh, okay. we had That's Matt, who was he came over with Nate. Yeah. he was bassist from Deadwater Drowning too. And oh um, was he? I didn't even know that. Yeah, so he oh, had a lot shit. of cool, he had a lot of cool stuff too. And I think some of the earlier stuff we probably jammed more together feeling stuff out and uh, over time i fell into the role of probably composing more of the stuff for the band um yeah the last couple of records i i have more of a heavy hand in it i think that's they tour favorite. all year and they're kind of they're kind of they're kind of out on tour all year and i'm always back hard to the right on the road working on ideas and stuff so it it's a balance that's worked good for us but yeah i, I wind up doing a nice chunk of it that's
0: dope yeah i figured it was that way i figured it's like definitely hard to write while touring especially touring a lot
1: oh for sure i think like, it would how be, do you find that time even i would, want to <laughs> I, know, I, I know i'd be distracted for sure and it's like oh I, yeah you're just surrounded by people all the time it's hard to like stay focused and um i like writing by myself you know i think it's cool because i i'm not i could just get my ideas out and i don't have to like entertain somebody else and say for me it's nice if i want to try to write my own music it's cool that a little bit isolated doing it you know
0: yes yeah i feel like it's definitely nice doing it that way when you uh when it comes to like guitar tone do you do you like blend like a lot of amps and cabs together like do you really like what are like some bands that you've worked with where you you guys have like experimented a lot with a lot of amps and cabs
1: um, Has there been like any that stand out? Like, I don't do it all the time. Yeah, I I don't. Are you always I, messing with shit? <laughs> yeah, every um, I mean, there's obviously bands with simpler approaches to their arrangements where it isn't like crazy like that. But whenever we get a chance to get nutty with all the toys, we usually do. You know, I've definitely made some records that were just like all over the place with amps <laughs> and cabs and tones and stuff. Um, the new Eita it's pretty nuts. There's like a ton. We're constantly changing stuff. The last four year strong I did um has like a really a lot of different dynamic guitar bass tone kind of things going on. So yeah, I mean yeah. band like wants to experiment with that kind of stuff. I'm always down and I always like switching it up. That's we tough. um yep. there's some new Grey Haven stuff in the pipeline where um Ooh, we, I love that you know, band like, dude. really went nutty with some of it too. So it, yeah, I'm pretty excited for, for that one to get out there too.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that those every time I die songs, they they surprised me. Is it? It gives me like some old like every time I die vibes, like some yeah, older shit. But it's better. Like, but it's like way better. I don't know. The two songs just like took me back. I was like, damn, this is really fucking good. Like this band and, continues to just like write such cool ass riffs, and yeah, just I songs in general.
1: They're just aging so well, you know. And <laughs> they're uh, a fine wine. <laughs> yeah, they've. Been, I mean, they've been doing their thing that, you know, they've just refined themselves over the years into such a good band now that, you know, the new records just, it's got a little bit of everything. It's awesome. I can't wait for... Uh, I, can't wait I can't wait to hear that ...to get out there. Yeah. yeah I I, it's a shame because it would have been here already, but everyone's sitting on it and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, those songs are just a, the tip of the iceberg for that one. It, yeah. It, that, there's a lot of really cool stuff on that record
0: yeah i'm definitely i'm I'm stoked to hear the rest of that fucking
1: record yeah it's a fun it's a fun record too lowt was was definitely more of a serious record yeah uh, I like that record yeah. too with a lot of Keith's lyrical content and stuff and what he was sort of writing about and going through then it it's definitely a more serious record, and this one kind of brings fun vibes back and stuff so oh, man, that's dope. all old fans of v are probably gonna really like this one.
0: that's what's up. Uh... Is there any band you've actively sought out to work with after hearing their music?
1: Sure. I do that um, all the time. Um, yeah. I went after Vane pretty hard. Well, not That's... pretty hard, gently um, gently. <laughs>
0: when did you discover Vane? Because I love that fucking band, dude.
1: I think I heard them on Bandcamp. and Yeah, um, that EP? Yeah. They just right? remind me of like when I heard Converge. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I was 18 right now. This <laughs> It's just everything for me so yeah i kind of saw where that was potentially gonna go for young kids again um i was i was i kind of just hit them up like hey uh i don't you guys don't know me but i would very much like <laughs> <them."> <laughs> but yeah i mean i've done that uh i go after bands all the time you know yeah, I, uh, you find a band and you're like i love this and yeah them up don't always get them but i've definitely per- been pursuing bands i think i'd say I, at least half of the records I've done has been me kind of chasing stuff. It doesn't sure. just, it doesn't just show up. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Not everyone
0: is coming to you.
1: Yeah. Right. It, it, and especially like in different pockets of subgenres and stuff where I don't do like the bulk of my work, I definitely, um, have gone after bands before to be like, I, you know, I, I definitely understand what you're doing. I want to try to work with you cause I think I can bring something to the table. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I do it all the time. I'm doing it right now. So
0: <laughs> as we speak, I'm texting a band. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, right now I'm doing an interview, but I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, you know, the more records I make, I really want to, uh, you know, I don't want to, I do kind of want to get pickier and I want to just go for the stuff that I think is important or that yeah. I really understand. Cause that's just when I think I do my best work anyway. So, yeah. um, I get it that. would be nice that, in a perfect scenario, I could just work with all my with my favorite bands and bands that I really get. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. You've been working with what Die Harder's Murder for how like since like the almost the beginning or since Hate.
1: Yeah, Hate was the first one we did together. Um, right. Yeah. I. They had. They had. Uh, they. They did have a record before that. They did. Uh, yeah. A different singer and i i was uh i knew they had hit me up because i'd worked with another australian band i was doing stuff with amni affliction and they were buddies oh sure. okay i think they sort of they knew what they knew fit actually that was one of those like oh this is the american guy who plays in fit he's pretty yeah. good at engineering i think they were fans of the band too so they um wanted sure. to come over and record and uh, initially i was like oh yeah this could be fine and then i heard um, I didn't love the original single, but then I heard CJ on like a demo and I was like, all right, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: There it is. <laughs> yeah. That's what they needed. Yeah. I, I actually, I never, I, I wasn't into him in that, that record before hate, I didn't get into him. And then I heard hate and I was like, holy shit.
1: Yeah. Cause I, well, it was just, Fake it was rough around the edges. In the beginning. It was, it was very like, rough. A lot of people like the early stuff because it was off the rails like that, but it definitely got. I feel like the band came to its own and got organized for Hate. Oh, yeah. and CJ made a big difference with his range and ability. Um, that was like the turning point for sure for that band. And then oh, yeah. yeah, that's a record that really, you know, exploded worldwide for them. You know? Oh, big time. I remember
0: when they came here and toured on it. Um, I was working with Last 10 Seconds of Life and they got that offer. And it was funny because when they were here recording, I, I believe it was when they were recording Hate with you, they did, um, I think last ten seconds of life set up the show in Binghamton, New York, and Thy Art went out there and played a show, and I think that was like their first
1: show here, like ever. First U.S. show, we yeah. did that I remember that show, and then yeah. we booked in Jersey. It was like in Trenton. What's that? What's that spot called in Trenton? Was it Champs? Champs. We played. Oh. It. it was uh, Fit and Molotov Solution and Thy Art. We were like all on the way to um, the Palladium for a Metal Fest or something. So we oh, all really so all three of those bands packed into champs. champs. And it was like Zyart's first New Jersey show and the three bands together. It was it was a cool moment for sure because that's when everybody really met for the first time and, Yeah. Zyart yeah. and Fit went on to become like Lifelong friends, you know, if at both bands are super tight, Nick wound up singing in Thy Art and essentially, you know, minute, balanced, yeah. saving Thy Art for a minute when CJ had to take a break from the band. Yeah, um, a lot of that traces back to probably that, like, one show at like all oh, back 30. to that. Yeah, it's so. wild.
0: Yeah, Nick definitely, when they uh, got Nick from Molotov to fill in, I was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was cool. He was aware. I was like, there it is. We're, we're like, who could do this? So I'm like, Nick could do this probably. I've seen him do this. Yeah, <laughs> a few, I mean, times, you know? well,
0: It makes sense. He can. He can make that work. I remember yeah, talking so- to him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, it was. He had a fucking blast. Mm. I'm glad. Blast.
1: Uh, I, I don't think Maltov. He's <laughs> Super great for for all parties involved. There. It was. Yeah, no. It was- <laughs> Cool to see Nick come back and kill it again, so did you record? Up.
0: Did you worked on Molotov, didn't you, or did you not?
1: Yeah, I did, you did um, right? Insurrection, that's right. Yeah, you know, I think it was their last record. I'm um, pretty sure that
0: was their last record. Insurrection, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was that was a while ago now, but Dude, yeah, that was like uh, maybe one of the first deathcore bands or whatever, you, whatever. whatever you, you want,
0: yeah. yeah, it was 2011. Dude, I really, I really thought molotov was gonna pop off. They, I feel like they, they were starting to, like starting to take off, and then it just fell apart. I don't know yeah. what happened with them really, but
1: they, um there some internal stuff, I think. Yeah, we kept from being what it could be, and there was some. Um, um I know they had a, kind of a bad shake with a few, uh a few industry people at yeah. the time. yeah, right I think, yeah. I'm not ta- I'm talking. No, no, we're not going in that.
0: I, I just, that. I love Molotov Solutions so much. I yeah. still do, and I still put on that record and their old ones from time yeah. to time because it's just, they they still hold up, especially the last one, Insurrection. It's like, it still holds up to this
1: day. Yeah, they're, they're you know? a cool band. It definitely does. I mean, those guys are very talented. Nick's vocal, like, lyrical content definitely still is relevant. A lot of stuff on that record probably could have been written today and yeah be the same you know so yeah for sure yeah, cool band definitely a fucking cool band
0: <clears throat> so what do you got what does fit have uh planned right now like as far as like a new record you guys are writing still
1: uh, um are writing i don't want to you don't have to get away too much i don't <laughs> know what i should talk about yet but I don't <laughs> you're writing it's a whole year between now and that at our next tour and return so i'm sure something new will
0: It'll show up.
1: Before, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We've, we've got plenty of stuff planned. I'm just waiting for the world to get turned back on. You know with There's, there's a lot going on in that camp and everyone's oh, yeah. to get back out there.
0: Oh, I know. I know talking with Joe, like I'll pop in Joe's streams, you know, and I, he did, um, he's done like a, a, a couple vocal streams. Like he'll cover songs. He'll do like fit songs. And I remember the last one he did, I think it was like a week ago or so he was doing like some fit songs you know i think like uh casey strain he was doing a bunch of shit but he was just he was just like i miss it so much i just want to fucking tour again <laughs> but I,
1: I, love, I love all the guys that tour all the time who were complaining about how touring's hard and then yeah. as soon as they get home they all just want to go
0: back on tour <laughs> well it's a city yeah exactly just, you know, uh,
1: it's, there's so it's, many of there's so many, so many but
0: it but even when it comes to like going to shows, like as I got older, I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna go to a show tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna go out to this tonight. I'm not gonna do that. And then, and then now I'm like, I want to go to every fucking show <laughs> when shit comes back. Yeah. yeah. Why did I take this for granted? That's what yeah. I'm hoping. Like a lot of people, like a lot of fans and stuff. Like, like when tours start to come back and shit, that like every like. These tours, these shows, start to out like really perform well.
1: I think they will. I definitely think I'm yeah. excited to back to shows. You know, I'm, oh I'm yeah, same. I I, I would imagine everybody else who's kind of been forced to not experience that for what will be almost two years. You know, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll be as excited too. But yeah, it's like it's weird. It's hard to even imagine now. But yeah, we're still far away from it. But I'm I'm hopeful when they when they come back, I do think people will be, uh, beyond excited to go back. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah.
0: I'm really, that's what I'm, that's what I'm feeling like at least.
1: Yeah. I just hope, um, everyone in the world's going to go on tour at the same time. You know, but <laughs> there's a way it works for everyone because I'm imagining when shows come back that every night in your city, there's probably some crazy wild tour, uh, you know, oh, dude, yeah. allowed to go back out there again. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, gonna be, we're gonna I'm, get
0: overloaded. Right. Yeah, dude. I'm like, feeling people are like, I, I've been having, as every day, like recently in the past like couple of weeks, like I'm talking to like more and more of the bands that I work with. And they're like, so like, how do you think it's gonna be when tours start to come back? I'm like, well, if like, you know, everything goes as planned, hopefully we're all hoping for like fall, you know, of next year. Like that will be the beginning of it at least. Um, hoping that it won't be oversaturated beyond <laughs> like it is yeah. you know fall is always oversaturated
1: i i think there's no way around it now i mean i know not to convince your bands i mean who wants to sit around longer you know everyone, i know <laughs> everyone's gonna want to go when they say it's okay to go oh yeah so, so, I, so. I i think we're gonna see a ton of, of tours you know i think
0: more. we are Definitely, you know, and I've been telling like bands, I'm like, listen, like band, like you guys, you know, you draw like, you know, a hundred something people like, let's do a tour. Like, that's going to be fine. Like, I feel like it depends. It, it really all depends how everything rolls out. Like, you know, it, we don't got to get into it, but like with the vaccine and all that stuff, how it rolls out, how it affects people, all that shit and seeing like, okay, what venues are going to be open at a hundred percent capacity, this, this and that, but like places that are like open at like 50% capacity. It's like, yeah, then like smaller bands can get out there and start touring before like these bigger bands can start touring again
1: sure i think you know? uh it will be tough for bigger bands to for do sure shows that they want to do if it is like limited capacity my hopes is that things just come back to 100 quick because oh yeah uh, same dude. for a band like fit like doing 50 percent capacity touring it makes makes what is normally like a Successful tour now, kind of like a hit, you know. Like I don't know if we could cut be a hit. our shows in half and still be okay doing touring like that. I mean, we could, I guess, but it would be. It wouldn't significantly, be. significantly more difficult, we wouldn't be able to bring as much stuff and do production things we want to do in the future. It would definitely be. It would definitely be difficult to tour at fifty percent, you know. But, it really um, would be,
0: yeah, for like. But when it comes to like smaller bands, like the ones that draw like fifty, hundred, it's
1: 100, a great time for young. It's people. a great time. Yeah,
0: it'll because be fine for them.
1: Those rooms, like that, are normally half full. Like it will be the shows they normally play. You know, exactly. Size like, wise, and they'll have a lane to do it. It will be cool. It'll help some small bands grow. It will cut down some uh, some bigger competition. Toys. Yeah, yeah, especially I mean, yeah,
0: cut down all, the competing shows.
1: I'm hopeful the 50% thing doesn't even happen, honestly. I'm hopeful, yeah. I think at this point where we're close with vaccines and stuff that, you know, by by next year, if things are going to open, they're probably just going to open, you know? Yeah. Um, But I don't think the slow, low capacity solution is probably going to work, even if they're trying to control numbers and stuff because – Still yeah. can spread at 50%, so it's either fixed or it isn't, you know? It's so, like, yeah.
0: And it's, like, so ass-backwards with, like, the roles that, like, some of these music, like, like you know, talking to my friend Anthony from Come and Take It Live, I always refer to him. <laughs> because we're, I live in Austin. He's in Austin, you know what I'm saying? So we saw each other, like, a, like a month and a half ago. We got a couple of drinks and some food at his friend's bar, and uh, he was just telling me about it, and he's like, yeah, for, like, me to start opening up again, we have to like serve some sort of food. And he's like, We don't have a kitchen, right? So we don't have a kitchen. So what can we do? We have to go get sandwiches and stuff like that. And it's like this way for them to open back up and it's like, but why? You know what I'm saying? Why do you need food?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't explain every state's yeah some regulatory policy that they're rolling out now. I think it's either i mean the the only way it's gonna we're gonna get the curve flattened is if people just don't come with other people so that's really it. yeah
0: unfortunately it's just i wish all these places were able to get like funding and just like okay if everything has to be shut down and can't open it's like okay then don't make them pay rent
1: yeah if everyone was able to find a way to grab stimulus money or if the government would finally get off their ass and help help people who are suffering and the small businesses who are getting their asses kicked but yeah for just long enough that we get the vaccines out there people would be okay shutting down like people, exactly no one would argue about it yeah a lot of the fighting is because people like don't want to lose their businesses. business the yeah. livelihood closing close here, you know it's like it's crazy it's and, fucking and, depressing man yeah so a, a like, little bit of government aid to help keep the lights on in some of these places then they would keep their doors closed It wouldn't yeah, be no,
0: yeah there'll be no arguing about it it, it would just be okay everyone would be like okay this is fine but it's like you know like talking to anthony he's like i you know i luckily he has like a really good cool ass landlord so he's in a good position for the most part but at the same time it's like, uh, you know, he's like, I, I got to start having shows soon, at least by the summer <laughs> yeah. or before, yeah. you know, he's like, or I, I can't do it anymore.
1: You forget I can't hold it. A lot of these places are in major cities where rent is crazy. So it's like the people who own these places, yeah. they're not. I mean, they, it, I understand a, land, a landlord saying, hey, this. I've got to close this place. I'm losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, it's like yeah, it's I I, I don't think I don't think it's cool. It sucks, but it's like eventually. What can you do? Yeah, they they're what can not they do justify supporting the local music scene anymore, and and uh, it sucks. I and mean, we saw the voltage. Like, I know.
0: Well, hopefully, you know, the petition thing took off, but at the same time, now like the landlord or the district, the art district or whatever is like reviewing it all and stuff. But it's like that's that's like the first step to them um trying to stay open yeah but yeah. you know that's I, philadelphia that's expense i know their rent
1: yeah you it's know great area to the try thing. to pay rent and they were like one hundred twenty thousand hundred twenty thousand in the hole it's like how yeah. do you you know without you, any help from the government how do you get out? Of there? yeah There's who's gonna go there.
0: get that loan you know that is that yeah. owner is the owner of that place you know owner of voltage lounge gonna be able to go get a couple hundred thousand dollar loan you know
1: yeah. Well, it's just I like, mean, can you do that? <laughs> hopefully, the GoFundMe's just, you know, help and fans who want to see their favorite venues come back actually kick mm-hmm. money and stuff. You know, I saw a chain getting kind of bailed out. That was really cool. You know, yeah.
0: Yeah. They did the shirts and stuff like that, which is great. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's another place. You know, it's California. It's fucking okay. expensive. Anaheim.
1: Yeah. If you really care about something and they need help right now, probably should help.
0: Or yeah. Might if be you. Or- if you got the money to spare, you know if you do, you have it. You can do it. Throw them money, buy their merch. You know if they're doing some merch, t-shirts and shit. You know I got one of the chain shirts too. Yeah.
1: And it's just like yeah. buy the it's fucking thing. Um, yeah, vitus as
0: well. I got one of theirs. Yeah, so it's crazy.
1: It's a tough time. need to be in live music right <laughs> now. Oh, dude, I know it's it's crazy.
0: Do you have any like favorite venues in the country that you played?
1: Favorite venues. I love the palladium. Uh yeah. I mean, I've never played a bad show there in my entire life. I've seen so many of my favorite bands there. I like the big room, I like the little room. It's I love just, that little room. <laughs> like old and spooky, and there's such a cool history there. There it is. Shout out to us. Scotty and Justin for all of like, them my cool shows up there, but yeah, I uh, that's probably that's probably my number one. You just number can't one.
0: There. Yeah, I know. I loved. I always would love going to the fucking Palladium. I love Saint Vitus a lot too.
1: That's yeah, small Vitus. F- yeah.
0: Vitus is fucking sick.
1: I um, I I I uh, I think it's like the perfect New York. It is for- right.
0: I remember my first time going to Saint Vitus. I pulled up. And it was like, you know, right I think it was like right as bands were like getting there to load in. It was like one of my tours. I forget what tour it was. But anyway, I really pulled up and I'm like looking around I'm looking on the GPS on my iPhone, I'm like, it says it's like right here. And I'm like looking because I'm looking for like a sign, you know. Right. But it's just a black
1: <laughs> it's just, they have the cross, they have the upside down cross. I don't think
0: they did at the time. I don't I, I really don't remember. I just remember two black doors. And I was just like, someone like popped open the door, and I'm like, hey, you know where St. Vitus is? He's like, yeah, it's right here. I'm like, oh, shit, okay.
1: <laughs> Perfectly sketchy. I love it.
0: It is, dude. I came. Uh, there was one time I went there with, like I was on tour at Cryptopsy for like a week and a half for devastation on the nation, and uh, the bus driver pulls. We get there early, and it was crazy. We got a parking spot right out front, like across the street from it, and it but it was in front of this fire hydrant, and the bus driver was like, I'll park here, but if we get a ticket, it's on you. I'm like, just park the fucking bus here. Yeah. No ticket. Yeah. Wow. Lucky man. Lucky. got real lucky. The guys are just like, let's fucking park it here. We're not going to find parking anywhere else for this damn bus.
1: Amazing. Yeah. You know.
0: Uh, Mike Minocker from Last 10 Seconds of Life. What does he say? Got one for the man. What did you do when you were starting your audio career up to help get your foot in the door with with people who were already established, for example, machine.
1: I was, I met machine interning for so, somewhere else. I got a job at uh, this place called the syndicate, which is like a radio promotion slash management. Yeah.
0: I remember that. Yeah. I re- okay. You were. Yeah.
1: I was like a oh, radio sh- street team intern kind of kid for a while there, but um, oh, wow, shared the building with machine studio and oh. from doing a good job. As an intern, there he needed an intern, they knew I liked his records and stuff, so that's like how those dots got connected. Yeah, um, but I, uh, if to getting your foot in the door is like I, that phrase, like it's always sat funny with me because there's like if you're you, you Mike, especially, he's a guy who's out there, he's doing everything right, like he's yeah. in a band, meeting people, he's not a shithead he's a good dude, exactly. You know, and, uh, yep. And it's like that, that's really the way it just, I feel like it just takes time. You know, you just like have to make cool records, do cool shit on your own. You don't get like uh, candid opportunities, especially mm-hmm. in the world. Like it is competitive. You have to find it. You got to find those opportunities. Yeah. I mean, you, bands, don't forget like bands are kind of trusting you with their like whole of their body of work, their arts, like their career is in your hands, you know? So it's like, it is definitely this thing where you really have to prove yourself, you know. Yeah, um, it is. And I think the the way I moved up the chains a little bit was like just to do a lot of records on my own, you know. And just and, keep um, pumping them out. You get through you that get trial and improve, and, and and that's really the. There's really no shortcut there, unfortunately, you know. Like, yeah, if you have the opportunity to work under someone whose records you you really like, um, mm-hmm. I would say there's like. Probably no better way than to learn the how fr- than from somebody who whose records you're into yeah far, you know because it kind of it kind of narrows your vision and you could kind of focus in on new tricks and things like that and learn what's important about why this guy's making records that connect and stuff but um, mm-hmm. yeah there's really no other shortcut you just got to do it get through that trial and error on your own and uh, if you're able to try to find somebody whose records you really like and try to learn from them too, that's very
0: helpful. Yeah, I could have, yeah. I know Minocker and Mike Rainey from uh Through the Eyes of the Dead, they just built like a small studio.
1: Oh cool. That's yeah, awesome.
0: Over by where Mike Rainey lives. Yeah. So up. Yeah man Mike's the fucking man. So like it's cool cool to see them doing that, you know. Especially Minocker, I know he he loves that shit. He loves being in the studio and whatnot.
1: Yeah, Mike's, Mike's helped me out with some gear stuff in the past. So, oh, that's rad! <laughs> that's fucking
0: awesome. Man. He's streaming on here too. A lot of yeah. people have wanted to Twitch, do a lot. It's crazy. I mean, obviously myself, <laughs> but yeah. it's been. I
1: haven't done the Twitch thing. I I don't know. I'm, well, you I'm did just... it for
0: the char- You did it for the charity stream. You did. Yeah, what was that's... it titled again? I I can't.
1: Uh, we called it "We Can Do Better," but that's it was. It. Just... Two day event we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were a part of it. You donated some stuff. Thank you, but dude, was, yeah, I think it was a smash. to raise a time. Oh, pain. dude, it was
0: fucking awesome. Especially yeah. I remember like when I did an episode with uh, Joe, your Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were we were talking about that briefly and how um, um, Monty was it Monty from Nuclear Blast, right? I was Yeah, I, yeah. I was on yeah. yeah, Monty gave away that Slipknot plaque.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. That That is
0: insane, dude.
1: I gotta. I want to go to Bonnie's like storage shed and just see. (laughs) I just want to spend a day there. Epic goodies. Yeah, that man's got history and stories. Bonnie's the best. Just give me the
0: key and just let me hang out there for the
1: day he's like oh you guys are you guys are doing a charity event you're giving stuff away that's cool let me just let me just yeah. make this thing with yeah this look black. yeah but no i i appreciated him getting involved nuclear blast too they gave a whole ton of stuff they away did man a bunch of cool box sets and vinyl and, uh, about was... a lot of nuclear blast artists like came yep. on and were stoked you know doing chatting with IR and Sep- Derek from Sepultura was awesome and, yeah
0: yeah you had it dude was... that list was insane like it was it was two full days right
1: yeah, it started as, yeah, so it's it started with just people like buddies, you know, uh, bands I recorded and stuff. That was like the first, my first thought was like, let me just hit up some of my friends that were in bands and see uh, if they'd be into it. Everybody was, of course. So we put together like, you know, this like event and I thought it was cool and it was a day, but it was like a bunch of white dudes you know talking yeah. about black lives matter and i was like i quickly realized like oh yeah this is like probably not the way to do this you know yeah it's just a I circle. well i was around so we you know i i realized i had to kind of branch out include everybody and definitely include you probably um, met some black new people community. too right so, dude, i met so many awesome people from from doing it too and i got to learn a lot about um you know other bands and artists and stuff and had awesome interviews with people that you know previous like previously i didn't even really know or talk to and then i left like this guy or this girl's fucking awesome um it was cool it was a really uh it was was a very stressful event but it was really yeah
0: it's long i mean dude two full days
1: yeah i wasn't ready for that
0: (laughs) (laughs) well the original plan was was just one day right was it was was that the plan
1: it was su- just supposed to be a day and it was supposed to be like four hours and it turned into <laughs> like two 10 hour days, you know, but, um, four hours. it was cool. It was worth, it was yeah. definitely worth So
0: no, it definitely, I tuned in for a good amount and it was just, it was cool. It was definitely really rad. I mean, even with like doing these podcasts, it's been a lot of people that like, um, that I know, you know, cause yeah. I'm like, okay, I've never done this before. <laughs> so yeah, it's but, like, uh, Yeah.
1: You just get into it. You just throw yourself into stuff. That's yeah, how
0: you learn. that's it. And then like, you know, I had, I think the one person, I mean, even Joe, like I didn't, I didn't really, me and Joe have never really like talked that much before at all. So that he was kind of, but me and him like, yeah, it, it was a great episode. And then like one that I've never, one guest I've had, I've never actually talked to was Trevor from Black Diamond Murder. And that was fucking a great episode. I mean, so I've been like starting to hit up people that like, I don't really know, you know? Yeah, I'm, okay, like, that's cool. And it's just like you know, it's been it's been good. I mean, it's been awesome. I mean, I met so many people this year because of it, so it's nice. Yeah,
1: Trevor's great. We had a fun Dude, day. He Trevor. is. Uh, I I I only really met Trevor for the first time a couple years ago too, but oh really? We went to, um, we went to Coney Island with Frank from Metal Injection and oh, okay. Trevor and his girl and and uh, me and Greg from Ed, and we had just like a, such a fun like child day at Coney Island. But, uh, <laughs> yeah it it was he's great it it was awesome um it's his his girl got a little sick on the first uh, ride i i felt bad because i think he had to dip early but uh, did it yeah lovely guy very pleasant
0: he really is man it's like i remember seeing black dollar murder when they came out with unhollowed up in poughkeepsie new york at the loft
1: oh i think i might have been there Wait, i saw this with himza. Uh, no, no, Did it was before? a Hellfest pre-party. That's where oh. I saw it. It was in Syracuse. It was like a, a bunch of black market bands. Oh, the man, day black before, market bands, bro. Or, before, so they, 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 were, they weren't even on Hellfest. They were like new, that small or new or whatever, where like nowadays they would be like a headlining act. But I remember seeing them in like some tiny club, like the day before Hellfest yeah. or like the night after I, Hellfest at 1am or something <laughs> and they just ripped they were on that first record yeah that band's that band's awesome
0: they are and they still they they, they like continue to get better it's oh, yeah. like
1: consistently good all continue. shredders like it's awesome it just
0: They're- gets better and better and better and i'm like how does this band just get better they stick to the you know they have their formula right but they just get better at it and they just write better and better riffs <laughs> It's and nice solos.
1: <laughs> I like that bands like that keep everybody on their toes and don't get lazy and stuff. There, exactly. They're,
0: yeah, it's fucking tight. Um, Josh had a good quote. What do you say is the hardest about working with different bands? Is has um, there been any like bands that um, I don't know. I guess have been a little outside the box for you?
1: Yeah, I think um. Generally, generally, it's been good. Like, I haven't really ever gotten really out of the box where it was like an issue or anything. Okay. I think the most challenging thing is like navigating personality types when you're producing records. Yeah, there's always a I'm easy to make a record with. Like, I um, I've been
0: told that too from multiple people.
1: I like don't I've worked it, with you. I'm, I'm always just trying to make the best record. Best idea wins. Best song wins. Like yep. I, there's no like ego stuff. Or I don't. I don't care where an idea comes from or who thought of it first. So it's like I leave all that shit at the door because I just want to try to make a record as good as I can, you know. But um, you know, I've I've definitely worked with people who are like my way or the highway kind of attitudes on on things and um, yeah. Any any headbutting in the studio usually comes back to people not really wanting to hear other people's ideas or or kind of closing off other opinions or holding on to an ego thing for some reason that's like the only time i've really ever had like an issue issue, you know but uh if people come in and are open-minded and everyone's on the same team with that mentality like we always you know it's always a breeze
0: that's awesome yeah do you guys uh shaky hands dan asked with will's reputation established do bands come in asking for a specific sound or are they just like will make this shit sound heavy as fuck
1: sure i think i mean i think band, <laughs> if bands are they coming, know. Me, there's definitely something about my productions that they probably like so yeah we, we, we talk about it i kind of know what the band is or what would be cool for it anyway too um some people have like really strong opinions about what they want to sound like and it isn't um stuff I'd normally do so it's cool to get thrown a little outside of what I would just go to you know Yeah right away yeah Sometimes that's made really cool records um Yeah it's worked out that way better. Yeah I mean generally like I have a pretty good understanding of the band if I'm going to work with them and yeah. talk about stuff beforehand and like I feel like I usually go into records where we're both on the same page like that
0: that's what's up yeah i mean i there, i've always noticed like whatever records you've done i always like the one thing that stands out for me is the drums i just always love how you make the drums sound Oh, well, thank I, you. i'm not even a drummer i'm a guitarist but i'm i love drums so much i wish i got into playing drums
1: <laughs> yeah but I don't know. Dr- maybe drumming. not
0: <laughs> it's such a pain in the ass
1: yeah i uh no one's
0: helping but, you load in load out
1: <laughs> seems like the shitty job, but i mean drummer are the coolest they're the most to me they're it, it is like a bad drummer it makes a bad band exact, you know big time and, yeah you, you're right you can kind of hide behind guitars and distortion and stuff but if your drummer stinks your brand stinks you yeah. Know? So, yeah so it's, it's gonna be
0: noticeable very very yeah. noticeable you gotta yeah. have a badass drummer
1: so I, and I do love recording drums and like the production of them and stuff. It's, it's always, I could always up. tell that. Like, I
0: love, like, I'm a big fan of your records. Like I love the guitar tones. Like I've never, I don't think there's been a, a record that you've done where I've been like, Oh, this is not that, this doesn't sound great.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I'm
0: always I mean, like guitar tones on point. Vocals are on point, like the bass, the drums. And it's just like, this is how I love a Record to sound, uh, like I'm sure there's a few know. misses in there. There probably <laughs> is, there, there might be out there, maybe like I, some earlier on ones.
1: I mean, we try it's like I said before, it's like you know, this is like these are people's lives and careers, like, yeah, you know, it's like you, you have to you t- take it serious it the best as possible. possible job you can't, yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, and and then I have to stand behind these things too, so it's like it's, I don't know, yeah, you're I, behind it as well. I, I try knows too. I just always try to make the coolest record I can, you know? That's the way to, that's how you have to fucking do it.
0: <clears throat> you could put well-mixed drums on a maroon five track and I'd probably be bopping my head pretty hard. There you go. Okay, there you go. Hey,
1: he does have that Brendan metal metalcore thing going on. We could probably hook Dude, him up. Dude,
0: seriously. <laughs> what band was the most difficult, you say, you've recorded for?
1: Uh, it's a pass. that's yeah, a, that's a pass, know.
0: yeah. Nah, no we we don't want to yeah we can't disclose that information yeah,
1: yeah no it's not i mean i remember I've never, a, had, I've never really had a nightmare situation that's good no that's maybe awesome one or maybe one maybe but yeah not worth talking about yeah I remember,
0: I remember like um brandon from counterparts and he uh he did a stream and you know he was like people were like asking him questions and stuff and he was just like he was like talking about you and like how you've helped him become a better vocalist. And it's, it was, it was really cool to hear him like explain like how it made him a better vocalist with like, you know, vocal, you know, lyrical structures and stuff like that and whatnot. And he's just like, yeah, no, Will's just, he's very easy. And he's like, now I just go in the studio. I know what the fuck
1: to do. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely come a long way. My favorite, uh, uh, guys who listens to me and uh, <laughs> and gets better at shit for sure um, yeah yeah he
0: listens and does it
1: yeah no it's fun like the more you make records with the same like working with the same bands over multiple records like they already know because i've been told that a few times where it's like we already know what you're gonna say about this so we just fix it every <laughs> time. you know um, yeah and i love that it's like oh good you're saving uh, that's thank less. you that's less for me to do thank you but um, oh yeah yeah, I think it definitely, you know, um, I like that I make people look at their music differently and, and, and it cool. at it in different ways than they would have just on their own, you know, and if it, if it inspires people to do cooler shit with their music, then that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people like when you, like a producer, you know, gives them ideas like, oh, you should change this or try this. They probably never even thought about it, you know, most of the time, probably. They're like, oh, never even thought about doing that. Yeah, right. this time, is that is cool. That's better.
1: <laughs> I feel like a lot of it is the subtle stuff too where um yeah, habits and things and, and tricks that bands fall like rely on like more like crutches that people go to when they're writing music and they're not really it's more involuntary than anything. It's just pointing it out is. certain things like to avoid or you know, why this doesn't work as good as this. Like there's just like you just pick up this skill sets and um then they go to make another record and they're kind of better at writing. You know? Yeah.
0: And you probably have noticed that a lot from bands that you've recorded multiple yeah. times, I, right?
1: Yeah. It's definitely um I like when the repeat bands come back because we're they're usually getting better, you know. Exactly. Which
0: is cool. Yeah, it's cool to see that progression. Yeah. You know. Um the segue off Menaker's question who's the tightest band, easiest band to mix? Is there like
1: Nothing's easy. Nothing um, is
0: ever easy. You I mean yeah. you put, yeah. Uh
1: the honestly, the bands that do less are easier to mix. Like for shit. sure. Space makes mixes sound good, like a simple band, um a, a band with a simpler approach or less detail less things happening, like sometimes make the best sounding mixes. You yeah. know, I mean stuff like the stuff that we've done, like knock loose, Kubicon, like I feel like those yes. mixes shine because um like there's space and it's not, oh, it's just not packed with a million elements and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you have you have less to balance and less to create separation and impact with. So it's like, if you get those basic tones, right? For the few crucial things, you got like a home run mix right off the bat. You yeah. Know? Um, versus, you know, the North lanes and Silent Planets and things like that, where it's like, those are those are cool sounding. Per, I, I, like I love those, those bands. Too, yeah But so dense and there's so much happening it's like as this crazy complicated jigsaw puzzle to solve yeah you could take four things and put it in your face and like those are like those clean style um those are the mixes i always like because they're fun they're fun to do and if you like i said if you get tones right on the way in when Mm -hmm. you're recording those are those are probably the easier ones to mix but nothing's easy it all sucks (laughs) So, I mean, it I'm all talking, sucks. Dude, that's still ninety five percent as hard to get where it needs to, but what's I your, think that's really the difference. You what's know? your
0: favorite part about record? Is it producing it? Like, is it recording the band or is it mixing the band?
1: Um, I like the earlier stages. Earlier of the stage, spot. yeah. Stuff and getting the songs in into a cool spot. That's sort of like um, the most fun. Art, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of fun with that. Some of the engineering side of things can is get it has a tendency to get monotonous, but that's always like exciting and it's a new band and it's like the yeah. most like, mentally stimulating part part of it for me, you know. Yeah,
0: for sure. And it, I think, what's your most recent band that you recorded? Is it spite? No, I know they Matt, post-
1: Matt is uh, recording spite at the Belleville studio. Oh, I, okay, Matt is. Oh, okay, I
0: forgot Matt.
1: Yeah i don't know what i could talk about that's all right uh, that who?
0: I, yeah is if some bands don't publicly
1: yeah post sometimes
0: well, who they're recording with beforehand i know spite did that's that's why that was a
1: good question someone had uh yeah i don't know who's on the list that i could say yes we've made a record with but i yeah. did do uh, recently i did a gray haven record that is like i know dude, awesome so, is it, I, yeah i love their last
0: record Fucking love it
1: I, I love I'm that really, band, dude. I'm really excited for people here. A new one. I, I think I would say, safely, every song in this record might be better than every song in the last record. Damn. <laughs> like, yeah. It, like That's it, sick. They just stepped it up. up. Yeah. Band, band killed it on this one.
0: Dude, they're a fucking amazing band. I yeah, love that last that one. one. So I'm stoked. To, what? Yeah. So they'll have a new record out, I'm sure, some point next year.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. Right? Uh, I'm excited to see them come back because I can't wait to that for that new stuff to get out there oh dude yeah
0: they need it is there a hard fit for an autopsy song like what's like the hardest song you say you've done
1: hard like hard like difficult or hard like fight riff
0: (laughs) i guess both what's the most (laughs) difficult fit song you guys were in
1: uh what sucks um
0: (laughs) what sucks
1: i don't know i feel like some of the i feel like the the this earlier on yeah, the, right? some of the some of the Hellbound stuff is like impossible guitar because I was I used to write with a kind of a different approach. With okay, they're more like linear, and there was they are less like key bass and less melodic. So yeah. it's like riff soupy and all over the place. So I guess objectively those are harder.
0: The Hellbound ones and stuff.
1: Yeah, because they're yeah. just fat they're fast and they're like, they don't repeat as much and they're annoying. <laughs> it was like not for me. I feel like the writing was like more random. You yeah. Know? It was kind of all over I the place. Just like sat down to play those songs. They don't make a lot of sense to people. I feel like the new songs feel more like they make sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they you make know? more. Yeah. No, I could yeah. tell the difference between some of the, lead, some of the lead stuff on the newer uh, records is trickier. I'd a little say tricky. Um, yeah. Yeah, like that. That fear tomorrow, fear to song is really hard. Um, yeah. That would probably that would be a challenging one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. And then hard, hard, hard. Um, yeah,
0: some heavy, good hard, some good yeah, well,
1: hard fighting I like, riffs. <laughs> the heads will hang riffs pretty hard.
0: Yeah, that's a hard. Yeah.
1: I like that riff. That
0: that, that yeah, it's so good, dude.
1: It's like adult a, hard.
0: It is adult hard. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like every it. adult
0: wants to hit someone after hearing that
1: yeah while hearing just,
0: that
1: <laughs> hard for fit isn't like the beat down riff anymore it's like the the the, the 40 year old banging his head you know. <laughs>
0: yeah so so it's
1: different now but the warfare riff on the new one is is fun too i do yeah. like that one. but yeah i don't know iron iron Moon's probably my favorite hard fit song that's I like probably that yeah. that's a, that's one yeah top that, one Had the ion dissonance guy in that too, so that's bonus. Oh, that's right. I'd give it to Iron.
0: Cannot go wrong with ion dissonance. I just, we need a new ion dissonance record. Yeah. Maybe maybe one day.
1: I think, um, yeah, they're off.
0: Are they working on anything? Are you not? I don't know. You don't know? I haven't heard shit in a while.
1: I could find out. I'll go go bother a few people, but yeah, um, go bother
0: them them and text me and tell me if they're (laughs) going
1: to. I think that's. we did like a weekend with them a few like months ago when they yeah. put out um, that last record. Man, was I it think... Yashira on that
0: or who was on that? Yeah.
1: Right, uh, I think Yashira. Sure. Great American Ghost. Great Thanks American
0: sure. Ghost. Yep, yeah. I love that latest Great American Ghost record. That's their yeah. best record.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that, I'm I'm stoked yeah. on that record. That I'm shit. excited for uh, those guys next year too. There's a lot of plans Same. for them.
0: Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good guys. All mm-hmm. All right. Well, dude, thank you so much for doing this. Um it's always great talking to you. And I got to know more about you today.
1: <laughs> well, appreciate it, man. I'm sure Thanks a lot
0: of every yeah, man, I'm sure everyone else in here, you know, learned a lot more about you. Uh to anyone who missed this, this will be on my YouTube. Uh and right now, you know, at the end of every episode, I go raid somebody. I don't know if you know what raiding is on Twitch. But i'm not a
1: switch guy but i'm i'm down to see
0: what this <laughs> <is>. <laughs> so usually like when a lot of streamers will end their stream they'll go see who's like streaming on their you know friends list you know their follow okay. channel channels and uh bring everybody from their stream into their stream so uh, if you're so you're uh, going to rate them so i know right now today's my friend josh's birthday um he's a very very good drummer. He plays in this band, Aether. Uh, they're not too active anymore, but their latest song is really fucking good, so go listen to it. Um, so he is streaming right now, and uh, today's the perfect time. Right now is the perfect time to go raid his ass. He is playing some good old Call of Duty, but he actually is really fucking good at the game, even though he doesn't like to admit it. He's a very sweaty Call of Duty player, but so let's go. Raid josh everyone wish him a happy birthday he turned i think he said 28 today even though he looks 21 and he's a very good drummer listen to his band eighth year and uh yeah so thank you again will for doing this with me today and no problem, man. We'll, thanks we'll, for having me yeah man we'll be talking soon All all right
1: make... dude
0: Fuck yeah, yeah. There we go.
1: have fun in your raid
2: <laughs> all right man take it easy